and the characteristics of the fitrah. So we have the first part of Hadith 1211, the first part of the explanation of Hadith 1211, he said, five are from the fitrah, circumcision, and shaving the private parts, and cutting the nails, and plucking the armpits, and trimming the moustache, agreed upon. And Imam Nawawi said, al-istihdad means shaving the private parts, which is the shaving the hair, which is around the private parts. So last time we had uh, some explanation of, of each of the terms, beginning with an explanation of al-fitra. So this word, an explanation of it and what it covers, there's some, some depth to it. As we mentioned, for example, al-Hafid ibn Abdul Bar, in his book al-Istidkar, he takes a, quite a number of pages in explanation of al-fitra and the differing of the scholars in that regard and how they explain different texts with different meanings of the word al-fitra. So before moving on to some quotes of the rulings mentioned by the scholars of these five things, and just to mention something further with regard to the meaning of al-fitra, if we remember briefly we mentioned in the language, we had a quote from, or I think we did, from Ibn Faris in his book Mujmal al-Lugha, that al-fatr, the fa and the ta and the ra, it means a shak, it means to split something, to split something apart. And al-fitra, it means al-khilqa, the inborn created nature. And he said in his larger work, Mu'jam Maqais al-Lugha, it indicates fatr al-shay wa ibrazuhu. It indicates something, or it indicates beginning something and bringing it out. Also on the point of Al-Fitra, the Sheikh Abu Shama Al-Maqdisi, who died in the year 665, he has a small book, which is As-Siwak Wa Ma Ashbaha Dhaq, a book about the Siwak and the similar matters. So he mentioned in that book an explanation of Al-Fitra. So he said, we'll, we'll take that. Insha'Allah. So Abu Shama al-Maqdisi said, let us begin with an explanation of al-fitrah, the fitrah, which is mentioned in this hadith, the hadith we have before us. He said, Abu, Sulaym, Abu Sulaiman al-Khattabi, was the earlier famous scholar, famous scholar of the language, an explainer of hadith, explainer of Abu Dawud and otherwise, quotes him first of all. He said, Abu Sulaiman al-Khattabi said, most of the scholars explain al-fitrah in this hadith to mean the sunnah. And its explanation 
is that these qualities are from the sunnas of the prophets those whom we have been commanded to follow in his saying he the most high Surah Al-An'am the 6th Surah Ayah 90 in the context of a list of the prophets are mentioned and then it's mentioned the command is mentioned with the explanation so follow their way follow their way he said and the first one who was commanded with them was Ibrahim and that is his saying he the mighty and majestic وَإِذِ ابْتَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَأَتَمَّهُنَّ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayah 124 with the explanation and remember when Ibrahim was tried tested by his Lord with certain commands, with certain duties Ibn Abbas said in regard to this ayah he commanded him with ten qualities and then he listed them Ibn Abbas quoted them and this narration is an authentic narration reported by Al-Tabari, Al-Hakim and others Shaykh al-Albani said with regard to it that it is Sahih in his second of Abu Dawood it is Authentic to the standard of the two shaykhs, al Bukhari and Muslim. Authentic as the saying of Ibn Abbas in tafsir of this ayah. <coughs> so he said, he commanded him with ten qualities and then he listed them. So when he carried them out, and in fact, we'll just take that report. The actual report is from Ibn Abbas that he said, Allah tested him with tahara, with purification. Five things with regard to his head and five things with regard to his body. In the head, it was clipping the moustache and washing the mouth and washing out the nose and the siwak, the tooth stick and splitting the hair. Having a front splitting on the hair. And in the body, it was cutting the nails, shaving the private parts, circumcision, plucking the armpits, and washing the trace of having gone to the toilet or urinating with water. As we said, Shaykh Albani mentioned, this is Sahih, the standard of the two Shaykhs. To carry on with the quote here from Abu Shama, who's quoting Al Khattabi, he said then, having said he commanded him with ten things and then he listed them so when he carried them out he said inni ja'iluka lin nasi imama Surah Baqarah ayah 124 completion of the ayah with the explanation I shall make you an imam for mankind and when he carried out these ten duties fulfilled them then he was told I shall make you an imam for mankind he said, in order that you should be followed, in order that you should be taken as an example and followed, and that your sunnah should be followed. 
and this nation has been commanded with them with following him in particular and the explanation of that is in his saying he the mighty and majestic ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِ اتَّبِعْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا Surah Al-Nahl, the 16th Surah, Ayah 123, with the explanation. Then we reveal to you, the Justice of the Prophet Muhammad <coughs> that you should follow the religious way of Ibrahim, who is upon Tawheed. He said, and it is said that they were obligatory upon him, and they are sunnah for us, in these details. Then Abu, Sh- Abu Sham himself, he says, I say, in origin al-fitra means al-khilqa, the inborn created nature. And from this is fatir al-samawati wal-arab. The ayah, Surah Al-An'am, 6th Surah, Ayah 14, and in other Surah, Surah Yusuf, Ayah 101, Surah Ibrahim, and other Surah, Surah Fatir, and Surah Zumar. Fatir al-Samawati wal-Arab with the explanation that Allah is the creator, the Fatir of the heavens and the earth meaning the one who originated their creation He said, and also Kullu mawludin yuladu al-fitrah also with the same root meaning is the hadith every newborn child is born upon the fitrah He said meaning upon that which Allah created them initially upon and what mankind was initially created upon every newborn child is born upon that the same thing whether it is going to be from the people of bliss or the people of wretchedness and it is said it is an indication to his saying he the most high fitrat Allah allati fatran nasa alayha surah al-rum the 30th surah ayah 30 with the explanation that is the fitrah which Allah has created the people upon and its meaning is that everyone if he were to be left, every child that's born if he were to be left from the time of his birth if he were to be left to what his inborn nature and his intellect were to lead him to then it would not lead him except to the true religion which is Tawheed the true and straight religion if you are left to that so therefore he said فَأَقِمْ وَجْشَكَ لِلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ The ayah with the explanation So turn your face to the true and straight religion of Tawheed The fitrah the which Allah has created them upon He said meaning Be upon the characteristics Upon which Allah created the creation upon so therefore the Prophet said Every newborn child is born upon the fitrah This is an indication to this And then he followed it by his saying But then his two parents Turn him into a Jew And turn him into a Christian Then he said the sunnah is called the fitrah, meaning in this case, this hadith in specific. This hadith, the sunnah is called the fitrah. 
upon the meaning that these things, these matters that I mentioned, if a person does them, then the one who does them, he will have the characteristics of the fitrah, upon which Allah created the creation, and which He loves for them, and that which He wants from them, and has commanded them with, so that they should be upon the best characteristics and the most honourable form. And before moving on, likewise, Shaykh al-Albani, he said in his Adab al-Zifaf, his book about the manners of marrying, Adab al-Zifaf, with regard to this hadith, al-fitrah al-khams, the fitrah is five things, he said, meaning the sunnah, fitrah means the sunnah, which means the, the sunnahs of the prophets, alayhim as-salam, which we have been commanded to follow them upon. This is what occurs in Al-Nihaya. Al-Nihaya of Ibn Al-Afir. As for the ruling of these five things that I mentioned, <coughs> then a number of the scholars mention that there is agreement to the scholars that these five matters are recommended for this nation. Mustahab. And from these scholars is Imam al-Baghawi in Sharh al-Sunnah where he said these qualities all of them are sunnas, except for circumcision, al-khitan, because they dis- the people of knowledge disagree about its obligation. So many of them say that it is obligatory. All the in the saying about Imam al-Baghawi here, this from the Shafi, great famous Shafi scholars, that all these the matters are sunnah, except for circumcision. Which some of them say it is that is also sunnah, but many of them say it is obligatory. Just with regard to a number of them make that distinction that they are, they, these matters of these five are from the sunnah, they are said to be sunnah, recommended, except for circumcision, which is obligatory. So, as for the issue of circumcision, then without going into it too much, then the ruling on circumcision, Sheikh Al Bani said in his book Timam al Minna, as for the ruling of circumcision, Al Khitam, then the most correct position in our view is that it is obligatory. And this was the position of the majority, such as Malik and Ash-Shafi'i and Ahmad, and it was preferred by Ibn Qayyim. And he, meaning Ibn Qayyim, and as we see the Shaykh is referring here to the book of Ibn Qayyim, Tufat al-Mawlud, the rulings of the newborn, Tufat al-Mawlud. He said, and he, Ibn Qayyim, he preferred the view or he, he preferred this view also, this is obligatory and he quoted evidences for it and he quoted 15 evidences for that to show it's obligatory 15 aspects of evidence to show it's obligatory and they, even though individually they would not amount to that <coughs> then there is no doubt that when they are brought together they do amount to it Sheikh al is saying that each evidence, if you, at ev- if you took one of the evidences out of 15 and looked at it, it would be hard to see how that definitely establishes obligation of circumcision. But when you have the 15 together, then it does seem to su- suggest that. Then the chef said, and this place is not big enough to quote all of them. So I will suffice with mentioning two. The first is his saying, He the Most High, ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ 
أن اتبع ملة إبراهيم حنيفة same ayah Surah Al-Nahl the 16th Surah ayah 123 with the explanation then we reveal to you you know, just to the Prophet وسلم, then we reveal to you that you should follow the religious way of Ibrahim who is Hanif who is upon Tawheed keeping away from Shirk Shaykh Albani said and Khitan circumcision is from his religious way it's a command here Ittabir Millat Ibrahim Follow the religious way of Ibrahim And Shaykh Obani said And circumcision was no doubt From his religious way And this aspect Is the best of evidences As was said by Al-Bayhaqi And was quoted from him by Al-Hafid Ibn Hajar that is Then he mentioned the second evidence He said The second is that Circumcision Is one of the clearest Outward signs <coughs> which makes a difference between the Muslims between the Muslim and the Christian to such an extent that the Muslims hardly count a person who is not circumcised as being from them and whoever wishes to see the rest of the aspects then let him refer back to the book of Ibn Qayyim also uh, Shaykh al-Abani he said in his notes to Umdus al-Ahkam or his notes to the explanation of Shaykh Ahmad Rahimullah in Ta'sis al-Ahkam explanation of Umdus al-Ahkam when Shaykh al-Bani spoke about the four besides circumcision and with regard to the point that it said as for other than the circumcision then there's agreement that they are sunnah Shaykh al-Bani said with regard to this matter he said this agreement is doubtful for indeed Ibn Hazm clearly stated in his book Al-Muhalla that clipping the moustache is, is obligatory indeed Ibn Arabi al-Maliki said in my view all of the five qualities mentioned in this hadith are all wajibah they're all obligatory because if a person were to just leave them abandon them his form would not remain upon the form of a human being. So how about being from the Muslims? Being from the form of a Muslim? Shaykh Abani said, and this is astute fiqh. And whoever criticizes it has not been granted correctness. If a person were to just let his nails grow, his, his hair, all his hair upon his body just grow and grow and never cut it, then his form would not remain upon the human form not to say or even less so upon the form of a Muslim <coughs> also with regard to Ibn Hazm who is quoted there in his book Al-Muhalla he said the siwak is recommended mustahab and if a person is able to use it for every prayer that would be better whereas plucking the armpits and circumcision and shaving the pubes and cutting the nails in other words they're all likewise recommended but as for clipping the moustache then that is obligatory after, after some speech he said as for the obligation of cutting the moustache and of leaving the beard then it is reported from he gives a chain of narration from Ibn Umar who said Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said 
خالف المشركين احف الشوارب وعفلحا Act contrary to the people of Shirk. Cut down the moustaches and leave the beards. A command from Allah's Messenger. Cut down the moustaches and leave the beards. On the same point, the ruling of these matters, then Imam Shawkani said in Nehru Altar about all of these five, he said, after discussing what the people of knowledge mentioned in that regard, he said, the truth is that there is no authentic proof which proves obligation. And what is certain is that they're from the Sunnah, as occurs in the Hadith, five are from the Fitrah, and it's right. So what is obligatory is to halt, to stop, upon what is certain, until there is a proof established to move away from it. This quote from Imam Shawkani was also quoted by Al Mubarak Fori in his explanation of Tirmidhi, Tufatul Ahwadi. Likewise by Shaykh Muhammad ibn Ali al Ethiopi in his, in his explanation of Nasai. And then Shaykh al Ethiopi said, And this verification of a Shawkani, that it is not obligatory, is what is correct, is what is such that nothing else is correct besides it. And nothing else besides it is clear to me. And Allah, Allah knows best. And finally on this point, with regard to Shaykh Abdul Aziz bin Baz, rahimahullah, then he said in an answer, a longer answer, in Nurun al-Darb, he said, speaking about all these five matters of fitrah, he said, these are from the affairs of the fitrah, and they are sunan, sunan al-mutaakkidah, they are highly emphasized sunnas. So it is befitting upon every Muslim, male and every female Muslim, that they should take care of that. The circumcision is sunnah with regard to all of them, the men and the women. And a group of the people of knowledge hold it to be obligatory, particularly with regard to the men. And that is what is well known from the position of Ahmad that is obligatory and a group of the people of knowledge hold that it is sunnah and emphasize sunnah with regard to all of them so it is befitting that it should be taken care of and not left and if it is done whilst the person is small that is better because it is safer for the child and will cause less difficulty and less pain and will be, cure, will be cured more quickly and as for shaving the private parts clipping the moustache putting the nails and plucking the armpits then these are sunan mu'akkada these are emphasized sunnas with regard to all of them As for the points of benefit to be derived from the hadith, and amongst, amongst the, the points of benefit are the following four points of benefit. Firstly, that which Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Fimeen said in his explanation of Umdusul al-Ahkam, Tanbihul al-Afham, that this hadith shows legislation 
of these five qualities khitan circumcision and istihdad shaving the private parts and qas al-sharib keeping the mustache and taqlim al-adhfar trimming the nails and natq al-ibrit and plucking the armpits because they are from the fitra secondly the second point of benefit again Sheikh Bilfimin said in his explanation of Umdut al-Ahkam that what is best is trimming, cutting with regard to the moustache and plucking with regard to the armpits and shaving with regard to the private parts and if plucking is difficult then the hair can be removed by any means of removal the third point of benefit again from Shaykh Al-Hineen in the same book Tanbih Al-Afham he said that this hadith shows the completeness of the Islamic legislation and how it conforms to the natural disposition and it takes care of cleanliness on the same point Shaykh Al-Bassam said in his explanation of Umrus Al-Ahkam Taysir Al-Adlam Shaykh Abdullah Al-Bassam he said that the, <coughs> the religion of Islam came with cleanliness and beauty and completeness and as for the fourth and last point of benefit then again Shaykh Abdullah Al-Bassam he said in the same book his explanation of Umdus Al-Ahkam Ibn Hajar said in the Hafid Ibn Hajar he said a number of points of benefit are related to these qualities benefits relating to a person's worldly life or rather said benefits relating to a person's religious life his deen and to his worldly life from them is beautification of his appearance and cleanliness of the body and taking precaution to guard Tahara the state of purification and acting contrary to the signs of the disbelievers and compliance with the command of the legislator as for to finish off the explanation of Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Qudim rahmahullah here in the Salihin that he said the author rahmahullah ta'ala mentioned the ahadith of the fitrah in the chapter of the virtue of the siwak and the qualities of the fitrah and the fitrah means that which the creation, that which the people are created upon holding these things to be fine in the fitrah, certain qualities which the people are created upon holding these things to be fine to be good and what is meant by that is the sound and natural dispositions of the people in people with sound natural dispositions they will hold these things to be good these qualities he said because deviated natures natures of people which have deviated are not counted because of the saying of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Kullu mawludin yuladu ala al-fitrah 
فَأَبَوَاهُ يُهَوِّدَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَصِّرَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِهِ Hadith reported by Al-Bukhari as Hadith 4,775 and Muslim as Hadith, six, hadith 2,658. The explanation, every newborn child is born upon the fitrah and then his parents turn him into a Jew or a Christian or a Magian. Shaykh said, and then he mentioned from them the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said al-fitrah khams the fitrah is five things and in one wording khamsun min al-fitrah five things are from the fitrah the Shaykh said so upon the first wording the fitrah is five things the meaning would be that the fitrah is these five and upon the second wording five things are from the fitrah from the second one the meaning would be that these five are a part of the fitrah and there are other things beside it which are from the fitrah and this wording mean the second one is closer to the actual reality close to the actual state because the five which are mentioned in the hadith of Abu Huraira other things are found besides them to be from the fitrah as will occur in the next hadith of the chapter where it's mentioned ten things so he said other things beside them are found to be from the fitrah so therefore what is closer is that the meaning of the hadith is five things are from the fitrah <coughs> and as for the first wording the wording of restriction the fitrah is five then it would mean the complete the essential fitrah and these things are essential for the fitrah these five as for the other wording, it would mean that these are matters which perfect and complete the fitrah. Then he moves, in, moves on to explaining the, the matters one by one. So he said, firstly, al-khitan, circumcision, that which the people call al-tahara, purification. And it is for the men and the women. As for the men, then, ab- then their circumcision is obligatory. And as for the women, then their circumcision is sunnah. It is not obligatory. And that is that if a man were not circumcised, then his foreskin, which is upon the head of his private part, would withhold his urine within it, if you are not circumcised. And that would be a, me- um, a means, a reason, for a state of impurity, majasa mean withholding impurity upon him since if his urine is held and it comes out but it stays stays there and then when it is pressed against then the urine would come out and later on if he moved off it would come out upon his clothing or the like so then the urine would come out and soil his garments and render them impure and this this also occurs in older age but this will also be a problem when a person gets older as well he said so when a person gets married it will result in great difficulty when having marital relations so therefore it is from the fitrah to cut this skin off 
and therefore many of the disbelievers now they get themselves circumcised not for purification or cleanliness because they are still unclean but rather they get themselves circumcised for the purpose of enjoyment with, with marital relations and avoidance of difficulty then he moves on to the issue and says when should circumcision be performed he said the circumcision can be from the seventh day from the seventh day after the birth can be from that seventh day and whatever is after it and if it is done whilst the child is young that is better because circumcising the child which is small will not have anything connected to it except body, bodily pain but there will be no mental pain but as for when a person is old then if he is circumcised when he is ten years old for example then he will have pain in his body and his mind then also with regard to growth of the flesh and new skin growth and the speed of recovery this will all be quicker when the, when the child is young and therefore the ulama, the scholars have said that if circumcision is performed when the child is young that is better and that is the case then the Sheikh said the second matter al-istihdad shaving the private parts he said al-istihdad means shaving al-arna the, the private area the pubic area and al-arna is the hair is the coarse hair which grows around the private parts and it is one of the signs of bulugh of a child's attaining adulthood so from the fitra is that a person shaves his hair because if it were to grow long it would become soiled with impurity from below or from the private part and that will result in dirt and filth and because this is something harmful for there are indeed some people who are just like animals they leave the hairs of the private parts increasing and becoming longer and longer and we ask Allah for safety and security and he mentions the third matter he said thirdly clipping the moustache he said it is the hair which grows upon the upper lip and its limit is the lip everything which grows around the upper lip is the sharib, is the moustache so this is to be cut back because leaving it would mean that it will become dirty by what it will become dirty on account of what comes out of the nose and then when he drinks the water will touch this dirty hair and make it dirty and it may carry microbes which will cause harm so in any case it is from the sunnah the most important thing is that it is from the sunnah and it is an act of drawing closer to Allah the mighty and majestic so therefore you should shorten it the fourth matter he said is clipping the nails obviously referring to the fingernails and the toenails he said meaning clipping them and what that means is the nails of the two hands and the two feet 
and they should not be shortened to such an extent that it goes right down to the flesh and you cut right back until the flesh is uh, exposed because this will harm the person and it may result in sores or abscesses and the like of that but rather he should uh, clip them moderately the fifth matter is plucking the armpits he said if they have hair upon them then they are to be plucked and not cut nor shaved plucking them has more right because plucking will totally remove the hairs and it will, it will weaken the roots till eventually they will not grow afterwards and this is a matter which is desirable in the legislation the Shah said so these are five matters circumcision, shaving the private parts clipping the moustache, clipping the nails and plucking the armpits so as for circumcision that it is done once and finished and here I want to draw attention to a matter which is that some people are born obviously this may be quite rare but he draws attention that something happens I want to draw attention to a matter which is that some people are born already circumcised I mean already in the form of a person who's been circumcised having no foreskin so you will find the head of the private part visible and apparent when he is born and we have seen that with our own eyes so this one is not circumcised because there is nothing there to circumcise then he said as for the four remaining matters shaving the private parts clipping the moustache clipping the nails and plucking the armpits then they should not be left for more than forty days because the Prophet ﷺ laid down for his nation that these things should not be left for more than forty days so it has a set time limit which should not be exceeded and the best way to take care of the limit of forty the best way to take care regulate this limit of forty is to set a specific time for example that you say on the first Jumu'ah of every month I will carry these things out he just gave an example he said to make sure you don't go beyond 40 he said what you can do for example is you can say on the first Jumu'ah first Friday of every month I will carry these things out so that you don't forget because sometimes a person may forget sometimes 40 days may go or 50 days and he doesn't remember he doesn't remember how many days have gone past so if you make something specific that you say, for example, the first Jumu'ah of every month, I will remove these four things. So you set a time limit. And you set a specific time for it. Then the chef makes an important point. However, this is not a sunnah. Rather, it is just so that you can set a limit to carry out the sunnah. And that is so that these things will not be left beyond the 40 days. And Allah is the one who grants success. When you haven't made it, uh, you know, the Sheikh is making the point. It's not as if you're making an act of worship on the first Friday of every month. I will do this act as if it's a religious something good in the religion. It's just to make sure that you might forget otherwise. You might forty days might come and you don't know it's forty days. It's, it's less actually forty days come fifty days. So to stop that happening, if you set first such such day in the month, for example, first Friday in the month, I will do it. Then you know for certain that you will not go beyond the forty.
Then he said, and the moustache should not be shaved off with a razor. The moustache shouldn't be totally shaved off with a razor. To the extent that Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he said, I hold that the person who shaves his moustache off should be yu'addab, given correctional punishment, should be given correctional beating, because this disfigures his bodily appearance, and because it is contrary to the sunnah. So the sunnah is to cut it down and trim it. And with regard to the armpits, then what is best is plucking. But removing it with any hair removal substance, there is no harm in that. It's just that what is better is to pluck. Except some people find it difficult, very, very difficult to pluck. So there's no harm in removing it with creams and the like. Walhamdulillah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Next time we move on to the next hadith, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anhu. Hadith of 10 are from the Bikra, inshaAllah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.